0: Good afternoon and welcome back to the Isle of Faces. This is The Iron Throne Part 2, a minicast where myself and Lady Buckley take a further look at the Season 8 finale, and Season 8 in general, saying hello from a very, a nearly stormy England. The clouds are gathering, it's very, very humid, very, very hot. Looks like it's going to be a storm any minute, but we won't complain. I like storms, and I like the heat. So, good job England. I've already told you alive because I said the word minicast, and... Wouldn't you know it, you lucky so-and-sos get a super fantabulous bumper episode this week of, well, it's not going to be a mini cast. let me tell you that, because we're going to be looking at not just our five minor characters that we've been looking at through the season, we're going to throw some extras in there who we haven't had time to talk about, your Davos, your Brienne, etc. Then, on top of that, extra bonus stuff for you, we're going to go through each of the six kingdoms, plus the other one and talk about what's happened to them through Season 8, how they've ended up, what the future looks like, etc, etc. We might even have some disagreements along the way. So, bearing in mind that we've got all that stuff to come, and it's going to be a lot longer episode than usual, I won't waste too much of your time. Let me tell you again that either Faces can now be found on YouTube. Go and have a look there, this one will be up. You can listen, subscribe, do all the things that YouTubers do, I assume. After this episode, we're going to have another one looking at our major arguments that we've had throughout season 8 and whether they've been resolved and just how right I was and exactly how wrong Lady Buckley was, so make sure you come for that because she'll need all the support she can get. After that, we're probably going to have an episode on The Last Watch, the two-hour documentary, which somehow we've not still not watched. Uh, I caught, like, the first, I don't know, it was in the first quarter of an hour. I just It was on TV. I turned it on while I was waiting for Lady Buckley. And there was tears already, so we'll probably once we actually do find some time to watch the whole two-hour doc, I'm sure we'll have some things to say also. But those two will both be coming in your normal minicast, bite-sized formats, not like today. The last thing I'll say before we get to it is we love all the support, we enjoy all the interaction with you guys, so please keep it coming. You can send us an email, send us a tweet, whatever you like. Write a comment, give us a review, we don't mind, we just want to hear from you. Give us suggestions, people you want to see on our normal episodes, more guests, questions for those guests, stuff for me and Lady Buckley can do, whatever you like. We just like hearing from our fellow green men and women. So get in touch. Let's get down to business, it's going to take a long old day on the other faces, let's get to it. Let's bring in Lady Buckley. How's your sunburn?
1: Don't talk about my sunburn, painful.
0: Painful. Do you feel better now? Not really. Oh, okay. It's very hot. How have you been dealing with having no Game of Thrones on Sundays? Well, you enjoyed going to sleep early last Sunday.
1: Yeah, it's nice. It's nice not having to get up at four o'clock in the morning.
0: Obviously you don't watch the NBA. Well, have you been filling your time with television-wise what's taken up the mantle? Uh,
1: I no longer watch television.
0: lost all its uses.
1: Yeah, television. No appeal anymore.
0: No. Might as well throw it away. So, do do you want to remind us of our five minor characters we're going to talk about today?
1: Okay. Um, who so, are they? First off. Well, we did have Masande, but obviously we finished off her kind, well, kind, I can't say kind of, her arc last time we talked about our minor characters. And then we've got Gendry. Gendry. Podrick. Uh, who else? We got? Sam? No, it wasn't Sam, it was no, Gilly. Gilly. And Bron. Bron.
0: Okay. So we'll go through how these people turn up in the episode, and obviously all their arcs are completed now, so we can kind of talk them in a more overall how their season went type thing, like we did for Masande, like you said. So seeing as neither of them actually appeared in the episode, should we talk about the two ladies first? Sure. Okay. Masande, like you said. Obviously not in the episode. I don't think they were gonna display her head or anything for us.
1: No, but what we did say last time was that really her presence is still there in what happened in episode five, where Masande wasn't present but her effect had that upon Daenerys, mm. and even though it's not so much within episode six, I think within that episode you still got she doesn't feel the remorse where you would think that Daenerys's character would.
0: Yeah, so you can like you say, you've still got that lasting effect, and uh, obviously most of the episodes not really concerned of it, but the beginning is when Danny's making her big speech to the troops and etc etc and you can obviously tell that Missandei does figure very much in her reasons for not being satisfied with King's Landing and wanting to go from here to there and there to there and you can, I think you can kind of say Missandei's like a one person example of Danny's world vision because Missandei's like the best propaganda for Daenerys, isn't she really? She was a slave, got taken away from her family Daenerys saved her and gave her a life and then she met grey worm, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So in D- Danny's mind, she's going to go and do that for everybody. I think that was why she wasn't feeling remorse. In her mind, she was just making loads of masandays.
1: Mm. I think it was said. I can't remember what episode it was, but I think it was true that her whole speech and her whole thing. She is a liberator. She's a conqueror. She's not necessarily a ruler. Mm. So with Masanday's character, it does it does show that kind Of side within Daenerys, but I do think if Masande had stayed alive, I still think actually she might still have had the same route,
0: yeah.
1: Yeah, she was a really big key part that, that triggered it and definitely triggered it, but mm. it may have triggered without Masande anyway. Yeah,
0: yeah but she definitely wasn't too happy anyway, especially. Uh, you know, Jorah's gone, Zerian's gone, Ragel's gone, half of her people are gone, and the John problem still exists. So, you're right, it's not as though masande was the be all and end all but definitely troll. didn't help <laughs> definitely didn't help so we get a final hint of Masande at near the end when Grey Worm and the unsullied decide to head off to Narf to I guess go and protect it and herano go and live in her which I think we did actually guess way back when we first talked about them didn't we? we thought he might end they, well we actually thought they might end up there and then when we thought she might die we thought he might end up there.
1: Yeah, I think we don't ever we never expected either both of them to be end up together. We expected at least no. one of them to die. That's yeah. when we first started talking about these characters. We said at least one would die, um, and that we said that it was probably going to be Missandei, and yeah. it was going to be Grey Worm that having when he's fulfilled all of Daenerys' missions for her, then um, sails away. Because that's what he's been talking about, but he would stay true to Daenerys first. And he was, he was true to Daenerys. The only thing that I questioned within that was well, what he was vying for justice for Daenerys before he left. Mm. Like, what justice did he see?
0: Well, in his mind, they've kind of tricked him haven't they? And said, like, well, John will be in exile and basically in prison for the rest of his life. Mm. But there's not really, like, by what, the way, he loves no... be, he loves being up there and he's not really in prison.
1: He loves being up there. It's like, if he tries to go south, it's ruled by his sister. Like, mm. there isn't really a night's watch anymore.
0: No. I think it was just... uh it's not really a win for it. That's what Tyrion was saying, wasn't it? No one's particularly happy, so we must have done the right thing.
1: Mm. I think it was nicer with John that he got to go up and be as... I know he loved Daenerys or whatever, but his true love was Egret.
0: Yeah, maybe. It was true love. I think it was just... A... Being free, would not
1: it? Yeah, but I think I think regardless of if she'd have stayed alive, he wouldn't have left Egret for
0: Daenerys. Mm. We discussed John last time. Keep it to Grey. a Sunday.
1: Well, let's move on then.
0: Okay, so <laughs> the other the other girl that didn't get an appearance was Gilly. She didn't get to t- show up. I only we only really saw Sam twice. So in theory, Gilly ends living with Sam in King's Landing, and I'm not really too sure how well that would sit with her because she's come from like living in Craster's little hut and she was pretty amazed just seeing Castle Black and Winterfell so King's Kingsland really would be kind of overload for her it must be pretty overwhelming
1: I don't really think it would be though because obviously we talked about in the past about her kind of strong demeanour from having to deal with so many different things with the White Walkers, with Craster I think... When she went down with to see Sam's family, mm. she will have seen like obviously it's not King's Landing, but she will have seen that kind of more of the opulence that his family would live in, and like obviously where she'd be with him now in King's Landing. I know a lot of King's Landing isn't, but she would have that opulence within it, and I think she had already started to raise herself up. What you say above being a wildling? She'd already see it at the end. She was very much, a or what you'd say, like a stark woman in terms of wearing the furs. Mm. She's already a lot different to how she started.
0: I suppose she did live with him in Old Town, so it's not like the first city she's seen. But like you say, it's different from living in like the little house in Old Town because, in theory, she's gonna be living in the Red Keep with the lords and ladies.
1: Yeah, but with as with that as well, she's had this opportunity now to just explore because it was clear that she wanted to see more like with Tormund and other wildlings they just want to be in their north they don't want to adventure but she clearly wanted to learn she was asking lots of questions she used to ask Sam lots of things Mm. she was trying to learn to read she was reading books she wanted to learn and I think this is an opportunity for her to do that
0: yeah maybe yeah the other question I have is obviously in that small council Seen Sam's even the Grand Maester or is at least a Maester, so really he shouldn't have wife and children. So I wonder if if he's if they're like not they're supposed to be kept secret or something, or if Bran's just giving him a pass because Bran's the king, he can do what he likes. It wouldn't look wouldn't look good to the other Maesters.
1: I think it's more if for him to suddenly become Grand Maester as well. I think it's more that it's a new thinking of the world. It's a new kind of outlook and everything it's less of oh this family hits this firmly and things like that well there's a lot of things that really have changed and i think that's probably one of them i think it's brand's outlook is very say, liberal
0: yeah that'd be one of the harder things to change though the thinking of those old maesters like you saw when they got the letters from the wall and stuff and they're just like no we're gonna think and especially the idea that sam's not actually even a maester. He ran away and he stole a bunch of books as well. And then he gets made grandmaster, probably wouldn't sit very well with all the old boys back at the Citadel.
1: Yeah, but they're not going to do much about it, are they? They're very very much to the life of we keep ourselves separate for that reason. Mm.
0: I do think that's more than the more jumping the shark endings, though Sam suddenly being grandmaster.
1: Yeah, I think that was something that to me didn't quite ring.
0: I think it was uh, we've not got a lot of time to make Sam go maester quickly.
1: Yeah, I don't think that was he needed a lot more things behind him as well what is he going to offer his whole point of being when he was there training to be a maester was he was learning about the White Walkers Mm. so has he got where has he got all the abilities to be able to heal, to be able to help people, to have this knowledge, to support them?
0: And also, if they're saying that the Night's Watch does still exist, then he still has vows to them as well. He hasn't died and come back.
1: No, but I don't think they are saying no, that. No, I that.
0: don't think they are really either, but in theory. Mm-hmm. And also, he was at the Great Council. He was sat on that, so was he sat on that as Lord Tarly? Because he would be, if you're ignoring Night's, well, uh, Night's Watch vows, he'd be the Lord Tarly now. Mm-hmm but he can't be Lord Tarly and the Grand Maester. So I wonder if he's given that up now, which we'll come back to later when we talk about the Reach.
1: Yeah, but I still think that it's going back to the whole brand is a lot more... He's, he's changing it. Yeah. It's not this fixed mindset, because you're going off what was happening throughout the books, but obviously this is a changed world.
0: Yeah, it's, like, it's just where, how much you want to put into how much you can change in... Like, it's been like a couple of weeks. This is like millennia-old customs and stuff that you can't just break her on a weekend. But anyway, Gilly then, so happy that Gilly's just ended up in the road keep and is probably in a f- position of like good fortune. Got two kids?
1: Yeah, I think she's had a lot to go through. It's really good from where she started. Um, well,
0: yeah, can't get much can't go much lower than Craster's keep.
1: I think but I mean more about where she started in the having to fight to survive, having to fight to Keep her son alive and to have to put up with a lot of things. I think she's done really well. I think it is good that she's done that. Mm-hmm.
0: Do you think they had a baby girl or baby boy?
1: Mm, uh, Guesses. No idea. Guess. <laughs> oh, in my head she's still pregnant. I've, the the world of Game of has stopped at yeah. that point. Everyone's just standing still somewhere. No. no.
0: Okay. That's I say girl. and I say they named her
1: Ed Pip.
0: Pip, if it's a boy, yeah, Pip. That's quite, That's not bad. Or Ed.
1: Ed, e- if it's a boy, and Pip, if it's a girl.
0: Yeah, yeah, could be. Do. I don't know if Pip would be happy about that. All right, let's move on to Gendry then. There's not too much to say about Gendry. He's pretty much wrapped up beforehand.
1: And we wrapped him the last time we talked, didn't we?
0: Yeah, So, but he does appear, makes it across to the Great Council, so, because we were worried last time that he might get involved in all this attack on King's Landing thing like Daenerys could, could have ordered him to uh, to come and help, but obviously not.
1: Yeah, I don't think he would have been involved with it in the same way that Davos and Jon stopped, as obviously where he was brought up, and he would have had the same feelings that Davos would have done.
0: Yeah, he might have stopped, but in theory she could have made him come and be involved because he's derived all his power from her.
1: Yeah, but at the same time, having gone down there, he's not all of a sudden mustered this army.
0: No, no, the timing's a bit iffy we have also you... got
1: to consider he's gone down there and do they consider him to be the lord, even well, though she said?
0: that's the thing, yeah, because she's dead now, so he goes, oh, by the way, I'm your liege lord. I am a Raffin really. And it's, Well, who says? Oh, the dead woman. So... But luckily, Bran knows all, so... I guess, assuming that he's kept that up. Probably a bit tough for him to have to see Io again, so close to his rejection. He seems to have got over it.
1: Yeah, um... I, like I said at the time, it was more a kind of euphoria. He had a few drinks. It was his moment. And I think it wasn't the true heartbreaking rejection that it could have been if it was a lot more well thought out. Mm. It was more a, well, a silly mistake. It would have been nice if she said yes, but.
0: I suppose he must have spent years thinking she was dead as well. So.
1: Yeah, it's mm. not, he's not been pining over since they met. It was not that case. It was more a, it's a this is the end of the world
0: she could have situation. taken him on the boat at the end he could have done the rowing
1: no but he's lord he's good at rowing <laughs> Rowed for how many seasons
0: <laughs> i still think it's a shame that he didn't take davos down to be his like right hand man
1: yeah but davos has done better for himself being yeah. on that council
0: well we'll talk about davos later but still still I'll bring him
1: up and tell me i can't talk about it him it
0: would have been nice you did call him being made lord of storm's end did you also say he'd be named King? I can't remember.
1: No, I said there was a possibility that when they were having the whole... This was before. This was right at the beginning of the season. Yeah, right before, yeah. And they're talking about John and Daenerys. So you would, you could throw in his name and have him be a someone that, oh, we've got to kill him off because he's a threat type thing. Mm. But obviously that didn't happen. But I did think, think that he would be... Because what is going on down there? <laughs> like...
0: Yes, the void basin yes, <laughs> didn't so, didn't exist for five years.
1: But it's quite interesting in that the kind of the whole start of it with Robert's Rebellion was almost, and you had the kind of Targaryens versus um, the Baratheons and those Lannisters in there, and actually those three families are decimated.
0: Yeah, well, it was almost all of them are really, mm. if you think. Yeah,
1: there's only really there's John left and Gendry.
0: Well, uh, yeah, and he doesn't even count really mm. the Starks have actually come out quite well of it because there's three of them left mm. you think like Tyrion's the last Lannister there's yeah. no Tyrells apparently there's no Martells Gendry's the last Baratheon Robin Aaron's is the last one yeah. and Edmure's the last Tully because if you think, well he's got a kid now I guess
1: yeah but if you look around the kind of the Asher's great cou- council the great council you saw that quite a lot of them are people who are unknown to us because it is going to have to be lesser families. Mm. The was it Castellans K- you yeah. going to have to step up and take that role. It's a lot of the major families have died off. When actually you see at the very beginning of the whole entire show, you think that it's the Starks that are just absolutely decimated by all these powerful families, and it's now complete reverse. So
0: what do we think, uh, Gendry? Overall, right from the beginning, he's come from Smith's assistant to Lord of Storm's End and the Stormlands. Oh,
1: he's done better than, better than Gilly.
0: Pretty, pretty big arc, Return mm, turn around.
1: It, yeah, Smith, Smith's assistant is put in danger the same way that Gilly was and he took a path to running away the same way she did and having people pursue him, he had a lot of different things and then obviously when he thought he was safe and thought he was able to fight for what he believed in, he still to run away from being burnt alive and row for so many seasons
0: he loves that rowing
1: <laughs> and then you think he goes back to King's Landing thinks he starts making a life again and then he has to go up above the wall and fight with them then runs for his life instead of rowing for his life so
0: <laughs> athletic mm. like, he needs get, to learn to swim what's his, um, what's his grade what grade are you giving Gendry I love Gendry 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 mm. I you, love him what's the grade done it's a mm. letter A I plus? Gosh. It's always nay. Right. Let's move on then to someone we do have stuff to talk about. Sir Podrick. Sir Podrick.
1: How happy you are. Yeah. Sir Podrick of the King's Guard.
0: That's right. Uh, that's something we did call. Well, no, we, we called that he would be a Sir Podrick, didn't we? That was my mm. guess. That um, we actually thought he'd get knighted for something at Winterfell. that battle
1: yeah and we said that they probably would stay up there I think it was nice that they had the three-eyed raven on them
0: yeah that was a cool little uh, detail I didn't notice during watching I saw that after Mm -hmm. Uh, I suppose he could have been knighted retroactively for surviving um, the Battle of Winterfell in the same way that Gendry was named Storm's End basically for surviving Mm -hmm. so maybe when the dust had settled Maybe Brienne said, "Well, actually, Pod, you did pretty well there last night, you."
1: I think it was also kind of you've. She will have seen what he can do. Davos will have seen what he could do. Bran obviously knows what yeah, he did. Yeah. Like there's a lot of people who Tyrion still. Know, yeah, Tyrion. All the people he supported, he worked for, he gave his all to.
0: All those girls Have
1: all ended up in power. <laughs> the girls didn't end up in and power. The girls but will you know vote what I for mean? him. So, I think it was might not have been necessarily about the battle, but more about his kind of knightly characteristics that he's shown to all these characters who've now got power. You think about that council. Mm. Bron, Tyrion, <laughs> Brienne was there. Yeah. Bran, he's well liked. He's yeah, he's Davos. had a Davos. He's had a big kind of impact on all these people and they he's shown that he is someone who's a true knight.
0: So while we, while we did think he would become a sir, we didn't guess that he would become a member of the Kingsguard, which is obviously very, very good and well-deserved, like you just said. It is a nice little nod, really, considering that he previously killed a member of the Kingsguard oh, yeah. back on the Blackwater, so that's a nice little uh, connection for him. And like you say, it's good to see they didn't keep Cersei's black and silver design. They went back to the good old gold. Yeah. The good old Barry Baryselmies.
1: Oh, Miss Barry. Mm. Yeah, I think with um with Pod, I think he's had the not expected but deserved. He had the most deserved arc. Like he was always the servant, was working. Just a nice guy, and he got his, yeah. He got his come and you just don't expect that. Like I'm sure we said that we, hes such a good guy. You just don't expect him to survive it. Well,
0: yeah, I could, We also easily guess that he could die on the uh, in the Battle for Winterfell.
1: Yeah, because it's he'd be heartbreaking to die. Oh yeah,
0: that would have been a rough one to watch.
1: Yeah, and it's not that. He's not that pivotal to the story, but he's real character that you connect with.
0: Mm. Lovely singing voice as well. But my main point. The worst part of Podrick becoming a member of the Kingsguard is uh, so Podrick the Lady Slayer is now expected to be celibate. Um, assuming I know it's kind of ambiguous, like the Night's Watch, so you are supposed to father no children. But in theory, he's not supposed to go around pleasing all the ladies anymore.
1: Does that? But I'm sure there's not a rule between night and night. You tell me he can't be with Brienne.
0: I don't think that's the relationship they I, have, is it?
1: I think I want no i want her to be happy
0: but talking of brienne um we might as well take the opportunity because we're going to talk about brienne later anyway so let's lump her in now because she is so close to podrick and i've got a follow-on point so not only does podrick not get to making all the girls from dawn to the wall cry that he's now celibate but also we have lord commander brienne so in relation to that if Brienne is now Law Commander and a member of the Kingsguard, she is also expected to be celibate. So she gave her virginity to Jamie in one night of passion, and that'll be it, in theory, for the rest of her life. she sealed him away as the one love of her life. And there's something kind of extremely poetic, yet tragic, yet beautiful in that. It is quite in keeping with her character. She's obviously not had sex before and not really been in love before. She was kind of infatuated with Renly but it wasn't returned but yeah it's just quite something poetic about that one night up in Winterfell after surviving the battle etc and that'll be it for her forever.
1: I think you're completely right I think it is tragic and beautiful but there's a little part of me a little evil part of me that's only developed since watching Game of Thrones and it's a little evil part of Game of Thrones that thinks well maybe she could be pregnant just in, just that little part of well, it, yeah, that yeah. twist that Game of Thrones always had. I've seen people think, say that. I I haven't. It's just a little thought to me say that, well, actually, maybe that could be true because it's true that we know that he can father children. Mm. And it was kind of his last kind of, you say good act. I know he was going down to try and save Cersei, but...
0: You can argue whether that's a good act Yeah, you or can not. argue
1: <laughs> his kind of lights when he's with Brienne. He's the good side, like that side of it. But... It would be kind of fitting to her, but it would—it's just one of those like evil little twists that kind of would run within that show.
0: I'm not sure she'd enjoy being a mother though. She's too much the knight.
1: Mm, but did she also act as a mother to, to like other characters though? Always trying to protect no, people. No, I think
0: she's just the friend. She's the knight. No, but I was thinking more. Well, That's a, who she is.
1: She's the protector.
0: Mm. Let's talk about Brienne a bit in general because she's just one of those people we've not had time to talk about really. So I would, I definitely didn't expect her to become Lord Commander, but very glad that she is. Didn't think, didn't even cross my mind really that was a possibility. But then we also didn't think Bran would be king, so that makes sense. Uh, it's good because she follows in Jamie's footsteps he was Lord Commander, and she also follows in Dunk's footsteps. You know about Dunk?
1: Duncan the Tall?
0: Yeah, who's that?
1: He's in the Dunk and Egg?
0: Yeah.
1: I don't know, I've not read it.
0: No, you're not right. So, Dunk is... He was Lord Commander mm-hmm. as well, and he's Brienne's ancestor.
1: Oh, interesting.
0: So...
1: I haven't got there yet.
0: No, no you will. You'll love them, we're good. But it is sad to see her leave Sansa, because technically she could have been the Queen's guard to Sansa. Sansa's a Queen now. And especially you would think Brienne might prefer that, because King's Landing can't hold many happy memories for her. She was there when... Jamie and Cersei were together. I'm pretty sure if memory serves, Jamie and Cersei actually had sex on that table in the Kingsguard tower that Brienne was writing on. So she not thinks she's just wandering around going, oh, I bet they did it there. I bet they did it there.
1: No, I don't think that at all. And I think the reason she's probably in King's Landing is, I think, Sansa's probably sent her there to protect Bran. Could be.
0: Like,
1: I think Sansa's very much in the line of I don't need any protection, I'm in the north, I've got my people around me i think she knows how dangerous king's landing is even if cersei's not there anymore she knows how dangerous that place is and brienne she'd want to protect her brother and brienne's the person to do that
0: my personal head is that brienne asked sansa herself maybe or just came to an agreement because i think she's seen it that she protected sansa she protected Aya already as much as i needed protection and she may be wanting to extend her oath to Catelyn by protecting Bran now, who Catelyn thought was dead at the time, so she didn't get to include him when she charged Brienne. So maybe now she thinks Sansa's at home and safe and I's off the map anyway, so why not protect Bran for a while, especially since all these bad things happened to her children in this city. Mm. So maybe she thinks, well, if Lady Catelyn's still alive, she'd probably want me with Bran, so that's where I'll go.
1: Yeah, that's a very good point, I think there's lots to think about that but I think also if you think about how Brienne would think, I think she'd I said think about ten um, times I think she'd believe that when she fought with Arya she realised that, and having seen Arya kill the Night King, then she knows that Arya can look after herself Yeah, definitely. Sansa is in the north, she hasn't got enemies around her, she hasn't got this kind of idea of the kind of viper city around her, she's got people who are loyal to her so i think it was and along with what you're saying brienne's there to protect bran because he's actually the weakest of the three in terms Mm. of ability and like people around him and actually with the way that bran was made king i think it would be it wouldn't settle with a lot of people no
0: definitely not no if they're going to look into the details and logistics of it that's not going to sit right with the majority so yeah you're dead on white book her writing in the white book quite a good goodbye for jamie what she wrote kind of how she framed it i think i like to think that's how she's framing it for not only future generations but also herself to see it in that despite jamie saying he's a bad man and all this when he goes down she wants to remember him as just going to do a final duty type thing
1: Mm, i think that's kind of her way and it's kind of a way for us to see her like closing the like, literally closing the book on him. Yeah, say goodbye. And that's her goodbye to him, and then she still can stay with her duty and look after her Podrick.
0: And it's just a nice way for the show to say goodbye to Jamie as well, because he was a knight more than anything, and even though he was kind of robbed as that as he went on, we saw in that final fight with Euron he's not what he was, but now he can be kind of immortalised in the book.
1: Yeah, mm. uh, so... I really liked what you said to me the other day. I think it was brilliant about the kind of posthumous king guard.
0: Yeah. You explain what you, sa- you said to uh, me. So, again, my own personal headcanon, I'm really hoping that Bran kind of named, uh, like, Hodor, Meera, and Summer, us. And Jojen. <laughs> and Jojen. Well, all right. Made him um, a <laughs> uh, posthumous king's guard, honorary king's guard, because they did their more than their fair share of protecting. I don't think Jojen protected him that much. But. And Asha? She can be Rick on to Kingsguard.
1: No, I think that'd be I really think
0: Summer fun. would be a cool yeah, gold armor in Gold Arm and Summer.
1: <laughs> oh, I think it'd be really cool, and like it's sad to think that there's only two left of the dire Brienne
0: Brianna's a commander. I think we can be safe in the knowledge that she'll make a pretty good. She'll get a good Kingsguard together, better than the bunch we saw.
1: Yeah, she's obviously got real ideals of what would make a true knight, rather than thinking about who would contain most power who would control this what elements can they bring she would look more at the characteristics
0: so we want to talk now about her not chasing jamie down to king's landing after he said goodbye and his final words or should we save that for our arguments episode save that, arguments. save that for arguments speaking of arguments then we'll move on to the last of our minor characters Sir Bronn of the blackwater so, lot to unravel here. We won't get into all the arguments, etc. I'll save that for the other episode. Because I was right. safe to say uh, this is also speaking of some maybe unrealistic endings. Mm. Mm.
1: I don't understand how he got to where he was, but...
0: No. Well, Tyrion's obviously paid his debt. He did say that he would... Well, he said he'd give him high guard and didn't say he'd put him on the small council, but mm. that's apparently a thing also. So yeah, like like I said, we'll go into this further. But I assume you're under the impression that Bron and Tyrion are still friends, and Bron still genuinely cares about Tyrion. That's why he's on his small council response.
1: You said we weren't going to talk about the argument, but
0: I very f- quickly, Teddy.
1: No, what I meant was that
0: <laughs> Back tr- backtracking already.
1: I no, I'm not backtracking because I'm right, and you're just winding me up. That's all you're doing. Um, with Bron was that he wouldn't actually go through with it yes he would use it as leverage which he did use it for leverage which is what i said that he would use it for leverage because he has more allegiance to them and he did to have more allegiance to those who than he did to cersei and you just see him as this cold sort to of just cutthroat and actually there's more to him than that he's got deeper layers
0: i think what i'll do is for the arguments episode i'll take snippets of when we first argued about Bron and play them in the episode so we not can... Not
1: it so you can edit it and make it... No, no, all right, fine. We're going to have the whole thing. All right,
0: well, we just want people to listen to the whole previous episode during the next episode. Yeah. All right, let's, I'll save my... Because I was right. I'll save that for the arguments. One.
1: It's not going to go well for our marriage.
0: <laughs> uh, a small council with Bron makes me kind of uncomfortable, really. Okay. Well, I don't really trust him to play by the rules. I'm not sure how good of a master of coin he would make, considering as only a couple of seasons ago he was telling us how he didn't understand what a loan was and why he has to pay debts back. And There's always got to
1: be a Peter Baelish amongst them. It just happens to be Bron.
0: Yeah, but he, Peter Baelish at least understood economics and the yeah, ideas of money.
1: The good thing about Bron is that he will, he'll go with kind of the basic sense of it. He won't try and get into all these extra bits which get them into debt, which is what happened elsewhere. He'll go with the well this is it, or this is that. He's very cut and dry.
0: mm I'm not sure that it's gonna work all that well. Master coin. Maybe, hopefully. Well, I like him. It also makes this makes me uncomfortable because if there is someone directly opposing something that the Master of Coin wanted, like say the master of ships. Stab. Yeah. Then it'd get stabby stabby again, wouldn't it? Because that's answer. I like Bron. I like Bron. He's a great character and he's a lot of...
1: He's done really well for himself.
0: He's done... Yeah, he has great social mobility. Same as Davos. Same as Gendry, like we said. They are... Even though they're not lords, you know, Tyrion and Cersei, they are players of the game and they've done the best out of most people, really, in yeah. terms of advancement. Like, this is true.
1: The whole thing we were saying about Tyrion and Jamie, not going into our argument, but to say was that he used their relationship to exploit them that's the whole point Mm. and that is has been his character and that is quite a lot of people's characters he used what he needed to to survive to go up the ladder
0: yeah it's true and he does have a way of because he's so pragmatic and down to earth type thing so maybe he can use that to his advantage it's just how much we want to believe again it's the same thing we'll talk about this when we come to talk about the reach in a minute of how many lords would accept Bron suddenly appearing on the small council because it does look like considering Tyrion's already not particularly well liked and Brand's just this kid that no one's ever heard of who was supposed to be dead, it does look like they've just got all their best friends on the small council doesn't it
1: true but I think it was probably a toss up for Tyrion between well I don't think he would have given him High God and he would have maybe given him Castle Rock, does he give him his like heritage, his mm. family home, or does he put him on the council?
0: But I think he is Lord of High Gardens as well.
1: I thought that might have been because um, he wasn't on the Great Council, whereas Sam was. So I thought Sam. Libertarian yeah,
0: was in prison then, so he wouldn't have been.
1: Mm, I'm, I... pre-
0: I'm pretty sure in that Great and the Small Council scene, mm. he says like uh, Lord Braun of High Gardens. Oh
1: no, you're right. They did. You're right. Um, okay, I but I think well, then who's who's Lord of We'll, come up, we'll go into that later. He can be both. <laughs> can it's early. not
0: like Grand Mace did. He can be both.
1: You can give Castly Rock to Davos then. He likes rocks. Because remember
0: Mace Tyrell was also Master of Coin for a bit. He's still Lord of Highgarden.
1: I know. I was saying that we should give... Who are we giving Castly Rock to? Well, yeah, we should we'll, give it to Davos. We'll he likes rocks.
0: <laughs> yeah. It does... That like just gathering of friends actually kind of goes... Actually <laughs> kind of goes across against some of the lessons that like, John had to learn. That Maestra Raymond taught him about having to kill the boy and mm-hmm. we don't see it as much in the show, but in the books John has to send away his friends because he knows he's he has to rule now so he can't have yeah friends around him. But that's the kind of the opposite of what Tyrion's done. So that's another bit of these the small council's quite hastily assembled, isn't
1: it? Yeah, but I think it's actually it's for us as fans, really more yeah, than anything. it's just okay. not enough time, is it? Bron's a great character. Yeah. There's nothing, I, whether Bron. you think he's a cutthroat or not and he's just that, mm. just a cutthroat, he's a brilliant character who's
0: and probably, got I think, a piece in everyone's heart. I think he'd be a lot of people's pick for something that the show improved on from the books in terms of the, the humour. They've added a lot of very, very funny lines for Bron.
1: Yeah, it's true. Can we go back to my uh, Lord of Castamere, please?
0: No cast i meant castly rock no in a minute I want to We've talk got... about davos. yeah we're talking about davos now he's the
1: because i said before davos should be the lord of Castle rock
0: save that for the Westerlands bit mm. we'll come back to places and minute. Now's people so last person i was going to talk about is davos because he, like brienne we just haven't found the time to really talk about him and what's happened to him and see his native weight okay so he was Probably my personal pre season pick for like definitely dead because mm. he's it was think, him
1: or Jorah, really, wasn't it?
0: Well, yeah, but Jorah would be more because of plot, like, like you knew, yeah, and he's old and he fights.
1: But I think because they're both kind of advisor roles and they've both been strong characters for a long time, that to me, it they couldn't kill both of them, it would be either Jorah or Davos as mm. that kind of semi. Main
0: character being well my pick was more like a meta view of it being like, well, who does everyone love the most? Mm. And like there's no one who dislikes Davos, so what would be a really devastating death, Davos, oh, yeah. so I was definitely I and mean, we'm not still not really sure how he survived the Battle of Winterfell or King's Landing really, but at least he was next to John <laughs> in King's Landing.
1: I know. I liked it at the Battle of Windfell that you don't actually see him fight. No, just seems escaped, he watches Arya and,
0: watch. and then he appears at the end. <laughs> so, whoa. so, in theory, he was on those walls the whole time and don't really know how he got away with that. But we're glad he did. He might
1: just sat eating men.
0: Maybe. I do think Davos was another a rather large casualty of having to get so much done in the six episodes. He wasn't given as much of a spotlight as he should. He didn't really get to talk half as much as he normally does. Mm. A bit about Melisandre and a bit after, but especially as we went on through the season.
1: I think his character was more the person that gave John someone to talk to during the turmoil and someone to look at and have those...
0: It was more looking at he didn't really talk to him. No, I know,
1: but it's that moment, isn't it? Who's he going to look at if he's on his own? Mm. No, Davos wouldn't ever identify with those things about kind of what's happening.
0: Well, that's the thing, I think Davos, of all people, really would kick up a fuss about what Daenerys was doing during the bells. And you're right, you can see the horror on his face still and everything. But I think even before, or the night before, I think if we had more episodes, you would get a scene of Davos really giving it to Jon about not doing this and the children being burnt alive. When you think about his like, main character, link, is Shireen, who was burnt alive, and how much of a big thing that was for him... How much you risked to save Gendry? If he didn't stay silent with Stannis, he's not going to stay silent with Jon. So I do think that they've missed a trick. We didn't get as much Davos as we deserved.
1: Yeah, but like you said, it's timing. It's not, not what the character did. It's just you don't see it because of the timing of only having six episodes.
0: Yeah, I know. It's just it's just a shame because we love Davos. I, I would know. like to see that.
1: Yeah, but I think we disagree slightly about his ending because I think it was a brilliant ending him being master of ships which obviously he has more of an av- kind of affinity for as it were. I think that was a really fitting ending for him. I think you think slightly different. I
0: think it's a good spot for him to end mm-hmm. up. He gets to play with his boats and he is back home Te- obviously he's going to be dealing with the Red Keep more than Flea bottom, but he can help Flea bottom and the people that he's come from and all those orphans and especially since probably and the amount of rebuilding and stuff they're going to need. I'm sure he'll be a kind of a figurehead for that. Mm. Um, but I also would have quite liked for him to go off and live with Gendry. I would have been all right if he stayed north. I would have been quite happy if he'd just gone to a lonely rock and been a fisherman.
1: Off on his little boat.
0: Or I would have quite been been quite happy if he'd gone back to his wife who he'd never seen again. I don't know if he mentions her in the show, but I'm pretty sure he does right at the beginning.
1: Well, either way, we know he has got
0: one. He has got one in the books, but... What well, about his season as a whole then? So his main thing was Melisandre. That's obviously they've been a pair the whole time, and when she goes out and just dies afterwards, he seems he has that conversation with Tyrion during the celebration, the feast, and he seems pretty like disenfranchised. Like he's asking, like, is that it? It's almost like a lot of the fandom were like, always, oh, it's over, is it? And now what? And he made some good points about R'hllor just disappearing. Like, obviously, he was, did have power because Mel did a fire tricks and stuff. And Davos is obviously being closely connected to R'hllor, the Red guard through all of this. And is it makes
1: that the connection between fire and ice. Everyone always assumed it would be Targaryen. Hmm. But is it yeah, not it that be. it's R'hllor and that's the fire side of it and the whole point?
0: Well, that... Targaryen was there as well.
1: Yeah, but my point is that... He's the fire god. Mm. It was all about fire and the whole, he leaves the world when the ice does, when the Night King did.
0: Possibly. Yeah, I suppose maybe if you take one, you take the other. Mm. Yeah, so, that's a good point.
1: like, what everyone was talking about with fire and ice, obviously they say it with, like, Targaryen and Stark and talking about the Night King and stuff, but actually it could just be that power of R'hllor to yeah. fight against that.
0: Well, I think maybe he's even thinking that because... If Melisandre was right and had all this pre-planned and had to be there at this time and etc. etc. and her whole life was dedicated just for this one moment, maybe he thinks, or maybe it just is, that Rhaegar's whole purpose was to serve that one moment, and now that it's done, and uh, the Night King or the Great Other or whatever you want to call him is defeated, there is no more Red God or whatever. Yeah, Being, so. yeah. Interesting how that would work in Essos, though, when it? it's like a much bigger deal. Mm. Anything else for Davos? Just happy for him that he's alive, and hope Bronn doesn't stab him.
1: No, I think he's smarter than that. I think he's a very good character, and he's done really well for himself.
0: Yeah, yes, We're glad of how he ended up.
1: Yeah, he's. I know he Shame has. You, he could have techn- gone with Jon across the wall. Yeah, I know but he technically has gone up, but I think he has kind of been more of a steadfast level he's always been quite a high figure within the different characters he's been with and i think john leaving him behind was more of him making sure that the north was represented and i know Bran is there and obviously he trusts sam but it's he knows that davos has got that mindset of truth and honesty and duty
0: i think you'll remain a lot of people's favorite characters when you think of what actually did for everyone never compromised and poor Shireen and all that okay let's leave our characters then let's get to our six kingdoms and one we're just gonna do them fairly quickly but we'll go through how they've ended up who's ruling them what's the deal what's the future for them yeah Okay. realm kingdom section number one Stormlands we spoke about Gendry he's in charge probably quite a good ruler in personality might not have all the know-how doesn't have davos as an advisor so what do we think stormland's in good hands
1: um i think it's very difficult i think it's very difficult to say i think that's one of the regions that is completely up in the air because it's not just the entire kind of ruling family was destroyed it was it's now oh there's a new family member that we didn't know about that's just going to turn up so unlike other regions where like oh maybe the ruling family has been destroyed but we have got these other people who've been there and have been helping there the entire time these families mm. with that one there's this new person that they didn't know about
0: perhaps it's actually quite a release because in theory so if stannis dies in series five he's the last like proper baratheon but maybe they still referred to tommen as like lord of stormlands he dies in season six, so they're all gone. So since then, maybe it's just been like a power grab. Of people trying to be well. I'll be the new Lord of the Stormlands, and then gender actually comes back as no. Breathins are still here. You can all stop arguing now. Mm. Possibly.
1: Yeah, but it's so it's difficult to. I think it's difficult though because I still go back to that. It's just he is an outsider.
0: Yeah, that's my like, thing. When
1: well. he when he lived there, has he been raised there? No. There's all these other people who will have. It'll be very difficult to assert himself or to get himself recognised as this true person that he's claiming to be.
0: I think it's, it's relying on that surname, isn't it? Um, we'll probably see this through a number of them, a number of the regions, that maybe in this age of chaos and this upheaval, let's be glad to go back to the status quo and be like, oh that a Baratheon. We know the Baratheons, let's just obey him.
1: Mm. Yeah, is it- like I said, it's still difficult though. Yeah. Imagine it. it'll go smoothly.
0: Yeah, definitely. Last note on the Stormlands. I wonder if Brienne was on the Great Council as Sansa's sworn sword slash bodyguard, or is she there as the Lady of Tarth? Hmm. Because if her father's died, then she would be the Lady of Tarth, wouldn't she?
1: True, but we don't know her father's died. No, do we?
0: Well, we don't really know anything. We don't know anything about the Stormlands whatsoever, really, for the last five years. So
1: yeah, it's just been completely... just glad they still exist. Yeah, I think that's one of the. Regions that was very heavily, kind of viewed in early on, and then it's just kind of been forgotten about. Yeah, yeah. Soon the Stannis left. It's gone to one side, really.
0: Okay, so moving along along the coast, we'll go to Dawn, and they've got a new prince apparently. Yeah, who is that guy? Well, this is this is all we know really is that they have a prince. We know not who he is. They don't say the name Martell. So he
1: just looks like Martel. that's what just looks <laughs> like, look like just looks like. A, <laughs>
0: Uh, Tristane but without the spear in the back of his head so could be another family, could be another kind of branch of Martels, a cousin and whatnot, but all we know is he wears the same yellow cloak thing we'll go into the whole the north is independent, Will other people want to be when we get to the north, but you would think that the Dorm, if anyone, would want to be copying that because they were separate for so long and they are so different
1: Mm, but I think like I said, they're, they're another region where their main ruling family has been decimated. And so from that, it's there's a, still a bit of uncertainty into what's going on. So I think if I think they had uh, had a member of family who had stayed alive, then they would have very quickly gone, well, no, we're going to be... And they'd have had that assertion. Mm. I think with the uncertainty that they must have had with their ruling family... Yeah, I think they, they even say it. at
0: some point that like daunting chaos. Like at some point in season, yeah. So they're not six or seven
1: as much as they are kind of that rebellious faction of the of Westeros. I think really at that, this point in time they've got to sort themselves out before they think about separating.
0: It's interesting to think what would have happened with several different outcomes if Daenerys had stayed queen. Dorne would be the best prepared to resist her because they know how to fight dragons and they were so good at it before. But then again, Daenerys also basically kills all the Lannisters and they all hate the Lannisters, so maybe they would quite appreciate that. If Jon had uh, been king, he was actually born in Dorne, so maybe they would be okay with that. But on the other hand, on the other hand, he's the daughter of the woman Rhaegar left Elia for, so they would maybe hate him for that. It's not obviously, they're not details you're going to get into in the show
1: yeah it's just a lot of political conflict that it's would be dealt with between them it doesn't necessarily need bran's influence to arrange it's their theirs to choose who's going to sit on that great council clearly mm. and they clearly have chosen someone who's not there for no reason
0: no well it, with the uh situation they ended up with they also have the least reason to follow bran because you know he's from the north he got has these weird powers from above the wall and that's all just, just about as far away from Dawn as you... Well, it is as far away from Dawn as you can get. So if anyone's not going to care about Mr. Three-Eyed Raven and his powers, it would be the dawnish. That all does add up into them being the most likely to want to secede and become independent again because they're so proud and prickly.
1: Yeah, I think that. But I think they also would see a little bit of... It's not a great thing, but it's a kind of little bit, it followed Duran for so long in his wheelchair and they obviously see there is a similarity between him and Bran in the kind of logical aspects of it. Mm. I know it's not, it's not a great kind of link but there is that link within them.
0: Possibly. Maybe if Duran was still alive that would be quite a good mm. yeah.
1: I just think that there'll be some families around Westeros that would say that you need to follow strength, so Robert Baratheon was this big fighter. And you don't see that within Bran, but actually the Dornish mm. didn't see that in the first place. They don't see well, that. They, they, they see. did
0: rebel against him because he wasn't like the strong one.
1: That is true, but that was on the back of... Yeah, like, in the show. In the show, yeah, and it, it was on the back of like Oberyn being killed and all sorts mm. of other things happening. And it was in reflection of the Lannisters when actually Bran was put in that situation because of the Lannisters, so he has that yeah. kind of linked to them.
0: I just think if there was a region that's got... A- Decent argument to also be independent, it would be them Mm. anyway. Let's move on. So let's go along further along the coast to the Reach.
1: We're doing a circle,
0: yeah. Okay, the Reach now owned by Sir Bron. And like we said before, like we said before, it's going to be quite hard to see Bron being successful lord given his background. I don't think there's going to be many of these big families, Red Rhines and High Towers and Florence, who have been there for donkey's years and then this guy who's just friends with Tyrion Lannister gets to rule you all and Mm. especially this being like the most bountiful and the richest probably now place he's really got like the best position
1: yeah he's it's a very tough one but then at the same time this is one of those regions that was decimated in terms of well those who chose the two sides of Lannister or Tyrell those who chose Tyrells were defeated by the Lannisters, and then the Lannister, those who stuck by the Lannisters, like the Tartleys, were then killed by Daenerys.
0: So Bronn's not going to command much respect in the like, political landscape, mm-hmm. and there's a question of who gets all these, because they've got like the most soldiers, and some of them would have died siding with Cersei and before, and getting the, their heads blown off of wildfire, etc. But for looking at all the other regions they're basically the most intact probably so if they go elsewhere they can Bronn could have some trouble here. and considering he's going to spend all of his time in King's Landing looking after the money mm. you could easily see him going back and Highgarden being gone or something like that mm,
1: I think he's with his kind of mindset of thinking about what's the best way to go about things and thinking about it kind of in more what you'd say kind of little finger ways his ability to be able to think like that i think would help him in that situation and i think he may be more of a lord in title mm. and his connection to king's landing because he's not going to live in high garden is he but it's, no, that's, what saying, that's i don't think there would be like a, a big rebellion against him i just think they wouldn't they'd go well, no we're ruling it he's just our connection and king's mm. landing because none of them wanted to go to king's landing
0: i think this would be Apart from like the north or Dawn, this would be like the worst place for Bronn actually to be a lord because they're so well versed in politics. You saw what the Tyrells were like, this is like where all the court intrigue stuff was born really. King's Landing's fairly new to it historically, they're all really good at it. So Bronn is going to be a bit outmatched. But moving away from Bronn, um, other matters to do with the Reach, who do you think runs Horn Hill now? if Sam has become a maester then he would have had to give up his title in theory so um, are we assuming it's his sister Lady Tala or his mother or?
1: I think it'll be his mum and his sister Mm. I don't think that Sam will try and take any claim of it and I also don't think that within this kind of new world as it's been created I don't think Bran would enforce that it has to be a boy yeah possibly the same way that he didn't fight Sans are wanting to lead and rule. It's not about the like gender, it's about the ability to rule and I think they if he wanted to send his sons he could, but I think it would be more that he sees it he sees both of them as his family.
0: Do you think uh, maybe one of Sam's sons, or if he has a son, son or daughter will end up Lord of High Garden one mm. day? Gilly?
1: I don't I don't think that'd happen personally. I think that actually it'll be seen more as, like, his sister, Talia, ruling. And then, like, if he sent Gilly to Hornhill, then it would be more raising them under Talia.
0: What do you think happened to Heartsbane? Because Jawad had it last. you think Sam got it again, or...?
1: It's in the north somewhere. torman has got it.
0: Yeah, maybe. So, last note, then, on the Reach is it's probably... Through the series, the one that got away of it, the most like war never touched them at all. It's already the most plentiful and bountiful. Why are you wrinkling your nose?
1: Because I know you're saying that war didn't touch them, but it did. Like there it was, was very, no battles fought on the reach. There wasn't for the Tyrells. When? When they took Highgarden.
0: That wasn't even a battle, though, was it? It's just like a... not on.
1: You couldn't see it, but they talk about it. Oh, right,
0: if you say so.
1: So I'm just saying that it wasn't completely untouched and it wasn't, didn't get away with it. It did have stuff. It's just not as decimated as other places were.
0: I think it got off the best. Or even before the war, most bountiful, most people, basically the most money.
1: Well, based upon that, yes. But then if you think about kind of how many battles were fought, I'd say the Dornish One. got away.
0: Yeah, but they don't have as many people and it's all sand. Yeah, so it's not so as if we're saying like you you want to f- freeze the end of season eight in time, don't you? That's yeah. What you said yeah, but what So I'm, if we're looking at it in that picture, they would be the best.
1: From, that's going from where it was before. If you take about where it was before to what's actually happened right, if, during that, so if we, been more untouched.
0: The, if we take a snapshot of Westeros at the end of season eight, the reach is the best off
1: only because of where it started this is what i'm trying to say
0: no, not, it doesn't matter
1: right but being most what you were saying is the most untouched in that, that sense the mm-hmm. most untouched was actually dawn
0: so but if you had to pick one region to survive in to live in right but that be the reach
1: but this is what i'm not talking about that though i'm not disputing that that's okay, got the right. most powerful and be the most untouched was dawn okay was it not
0: yeah thank you i didn't but
1: you were disputing that and, and you were saying well actually no that's not true i'm saying it's not
0: the most prominent Okay, let's keep rushing around. Have to give the Iron Islands a little bit of due. Asha rules. We're not calling her Yara. Her name's Asha. Hooray for Asha, because we like Asha. It is a shame we never got to see her reaction about Theon and his ending. Or also about Euron dying, because that would have been interesting.
1: I think with Theon, I think she said goodbye to him when she sent him away. Her last bit before the Great Council, she'd already said goodbye to him. And... She recognised that yes, he was her brother, but ultimately he was a Stark.
0: Yeah, maybe hopefully. That I think she nice.
1: recognised that though, because if you think that he refused to leave Bran's side when the Night King comes, but oh. when Euron came, he jumped overboard.
0: Well, I, I think we spoke about that at the time, didn't we? That that was Phil making up for that in that you know he was scared of Euron and froze, but when it came down to it, he didn't freeze against the Night King.
1: Yeah, well, I think that's also because he was raised and he was brought up with Bran. He was there as a protector for him, as his older brother. Hmm. It's a little bit different from who you're brought up with to who you're told is your sister and brother.
0: So if we think about the region, and if we're saying the Reach is pretty prominent, the islands are probably one of the worst off, because they weren't, they weren't brilliant before, they didn't have that many high numbers. And if we think they had all those years occupying the North, and kind of picked off one by one by Boltons and... Starks and whoever else, and then Euron took out Asher's fleet, and then Daenerys took out Euron's fleet. So they got no boats left either. It's not looking good for them, is it?
1: No, but I think that's kind of the best situation Asha could have had. Maybe, but as the like resistance of being a woman trying to take over in the Iron Islands. I think that's the best opportunity she had. She did have, not fleet, but she did have some ships left to mm. go back, and she did have still have men to fight for her. And she still has the Greyjoy name and she has the strength of them all having known her. I think that's the best situation she could have had because she can rebuild it.
0: And she has just general respect anyway because of who she is. They all loved her, didn't they? Mm. Do we think she will follow through with trying to kind of change their ways and outlaw Reaving? Because she's not really going to be held to that because that was agreed with Daenerys. So do you think she'll still... Surely it would be better under her. It would have been on under Euron, wouldn't it?
1: Yeah, I don't know whether she'll completely outlaw it, but I think she will not, it won't be as prominent. And I think with her, I think she is someone who would say that, oh, she would want the Iron Islands to have autonomy over themselves. But the way that it's ended with Bran as king, I don't think that a lot of places would feel that.
0: No, you'd think that she would have been another candidate for asking for independence since she had actually kind of agreed that with Daenerys but like you say it's, it was, well it was knocked on one head didn't it it's just mm. a no no
1: yeah I don't think with Bran's rule on the way that he is ruling I don't think that he will be this enforcer of you have to like feel my presence my power as a king it's more that look you can have your autonomy but we have to work together mm. I think it's more of a mutual respect leadership
0: Okay, let's jump across to the Westlands, which we really don't have too much on because we only ever saw them once anyway and it's not like they figure in too largely. Uh, in theory, Tyrion must be Lord of Castle Rock like he always wanted because there's no one else in the show to inherit.
1: Mm. But he can't exactly go back based upon, well, he could now, but based upon his kind of justice with um, Grey Worm, he's not really supposed to be
0: enjoying himself. No. I don't think he'd want to anyway given I just remind him of Jamie and Cersei and he's not exactly got happy memories there, is he?
1: No. But then who would rule her then?
0: Well so if he's be he can be Lord of Castle Rock and the hand, just like Daddy was. Mm. But like you say, he's probably not gonna want to. So in theory
1: Especially as Castle Rock was sacked, so it is Oh yeah, that's true. It's got <laughs> troubles. Very much depleted. Like who is there? Physically, like he may be in King's Landing serving his hand and be the lord, but who is physically there?
0: Well, I'm guessing that the actual ruling of it has just been given over to some Lannister cousin, because they do say there are like bunches of them, even Mm. if they don't show up. But you're right, there is no one there. They're probably the worst for fighting men, because they've been through all these wars, and then the majority are probably in King's Landing with Cersei, and they've just got burnt to a crisp. So they're in a bad situation.
1: I would say there's one more family that's worse off. What's that? In My head. The Freys.
0: Yeah, but they're in the Riverlands. I know, but what I well, mean, they're not there, aren't they? It's dead. <laughs> that's
1: what I mean. They're all dead, but their connections were only with the Lannisters. No, so but also I just got meant, in terms of
0: fighting men, their army is just gone, gone. And also, if um, this is a show-only thing, but like all the way back in season four, Tywin said like they've had no gold for like mm. three years. So if they would no men, no gold or anything. You could even make the claim that the Lannisters, that the Western lords will just take the opportunity and take Castle Rock and maybe Tyrion wouldn't even put that big of a fight.
1: I don't think you would. I I think you could look around that Great Council and there probably is a different lord.
0: Do you want to talk about Davos having Castle Rock?
1: Yeah, I want him to have Castle
0: Rock. Or Bronn. So yeah, it would have it would actually have made, made more sense, more sense for Bron to get Castle Rock, yeah. He'd do better there. Yeah, probably. And-
1: Like it's a direct link with Tyrion, rather Mm. than Tyrion just willy nilly handing him him Highgarden. Yeah, makes sense. And it's so kind of broken apart that it little makes more sense that someone would.
0: Maybe he just couldn't do it to the memory of Jaime and Cersei. But I would, I would have been if they had said like, no, he just wants to completely forget that he was part of that family. Give it to Bronn. I would Mm. have accepted that as a as a storyline. Move across to the Riverlands. Again, not much to say. Good old Edmure. Poor old Edmure, getting chewed out by Sansa. Uh, he's, he's there, so they're probably one of the more stable ones. At least they're not getting a new ruler. He's been there, of well, the longest now out of these regions. and mm. Seems to be okay, considering the brutality the Riverlands suffered and being burned and all their people being killed in the early seasons. They probably quite like Edmure now. Probably quite a peaceful time.
1: Yeah as is obvious from several scenes with Edmure and obviously his last scene, he's quite a bit of a softer leader as well. So with that, they would have a lot more of a softer, peaceful life.
0: I guess it's worth thinking, even though we don't know, this is Westeros still, so there will still be like all these atrocities that always go on anyway in places like the Riverlands. It's still a war-torn country and the winter still was coming so they would have all we wouldn't have been having a great time
1: yeah but when you think about the riverlands like they always had that kind of underlying element of the phrase not adhering to the riverlands as their and the tollies as their leader Mm. but without the phrase there's a lot more of a kind of peaceful Vibe amongst them. Yeah. <laughs> and they don't have like what was going on. Well, obviously, the Brotherhood without banners aren't there anymore. No, and true. All these other things that were going on. I'm sure not the there.
0: small folk much prefer it. And like they won't know it, but they could have ended up with Bronn So they probably, if Cersei had won, Bronn would have had uh, Riverrun. So probably prefer it. Yeah.
1: Can I tell you what I really wanted to happen? I feel like? I really wanted to end to just have the hound just sat in, in uh, the twins. He doesn't care about the red wedding and everything else, he just have his own little castle.
0: Okay. <laughs> Weird. I know Weird. it's
1: I right. was just thinking, like, there's so many like people you could go, Oh, well, who's gonna take over the twins? Mm-hmm. It's like, well, most people won't want it based upon like what's gone on there, all these atrocities, the red wedding, the murder of the phrase <laughs> in the moment are you just killed them all. It's very much turned into um Craster's Cre- keep and just have the women folk there.
0: Well, yeah, but hopefully not exactly the same as Craster's.
1: No, thing. not in that sense.
0: <laughs> so I don't think we need to see the Crownlands so we know the deal of what's going on there. So moving on up to the last of the six, be the Vale. And uh, again, we don't really know... We've never known that much about the Vale. It doesn't really get featured. I don't know when the last time we saw the Eerie was. I guess... Um, a left. Well, Littlefinger goes to see Robin like once in, the, in season six.
1: Yeah, but you don't see the actual Eerie. You don't see anything, you see him no. fighting. And I think it's still interesting to see him, because he's still that Robin. same little boy. He still looks over to before he. Yeah, suggests. he's still
0: obviously a child. Even though he's like very, very different from the the guy we remember. So you like you say, he's probably just going forward, having Bron John Royce as his right hand man. He him. Probably, yeah, he he's did great. also did well to survive. So he probably ruled the veil in, all but name. And, yeah, I and and <laughs> think Robin would just kind of going out being a... Well, yeah, Robin's just going to be the same character he is. Yeah, he's just going to flop around.
1: He was really dependent on his mother. He was that needy child who was raised by her. And then obviously when she was killed, he was really dependent on Baelish. And obviously he was killed. So what did he have left? It was the only... He's going to take the advice then, isn't he? He's going to have to be supported by those people around him. And he was left with Jon Royce.
0: So in theory, they would have taken quite a hit up at Winterfell they would have lost quite a few guys but in general that might actually help help out Sansa because they would have actually seen her ruling and seen the dead and they're the biggest kind of group mm. that are going to be down in mainland Westeros you can say no that no, really it did happen it was an army of the dead because that story will always be kind of questioned Yeah. so and Sansa still has the influence over Robin that we saw do you think that continues as you get older or do you think he'll eventually be like no I, i'm gonna not listen to her anymore. no
1: i think it stays because i think she's still got the loyalty of um John royce and he's obviously bit was by her side a lot during the season especially on the build-up to the battle of winterfell he was there to support her and when you go back and think about well he didn't want Baelish in the first place, he was just going through duty, he has that kind of stark yeah. mentality
0: I don't think they, none of them really wanted Lysa either, did they? No So let's talk about Sansa then Queen in the North, which we're very happy about, we spoke about her last time so we won't focus on it too much but like I said earlier, I do feel kind of bad for Sansa because she's pretty lonely up there, she's literally the only character we know left in the North, which is weird considering it's you know, you spend other than King's Landing spent more time there than anywhere and we know one character in the whole place
1: well I think she's happy and I think it's um, good for her and kind of what she's been through to get there I I think she'll do well at ruling the north I don't think she'll have a lot of kind of arguments I think I know we've talked about this before but I think actually the north is was hit extremely hard
0: well yeah well, definitely the worst and she says like tens of thousands or whatever were killed just in that one battle. And you think all oh, the stuff that's gone on before that... And then took them Bol- down. Yeah, Bolton and um, Stark and Robb's War and everything. They're still recovering from Robert's Rebellion 20 years before. So they're really screwed. Mm, so she's hit, got a hard job.
1: And they also hit hardest with winter, usually.
0: Yeah, exactly. So if that... There's another question on people's minds. Is, if, is it still really long winter with the Night King they just they just don't answer that so if it is then yeah they've got trouble mm. and but I think Sansa's up to the task I think we can agree
1: yeah I don't think she's got a problem I think it helps that obviously I know it's not in name or anything but Jon is re- pretty much up in the true north and that side of her she has got kind of her family and support in her south as well she's got um she's got Edmure a in and she's got John Royce. Yeah. They're the ones who are beneath her in that sense and so she is not surrounded by anyone who she thinks could try and invade the North. She's got her family Yeah, she's got her kind king. of buffered, yeah. She's pretty much secure in what she is. She's just True. got to build it as her ruler and I think she'll do a good job. I obviously was always a bit kind of unsure about Sansa. I just think there were so many things that at times when I just thought she made the wrong choices but it's good for her that the way that her characters ended up
0: yeah and it's just good that she gets to follow in rob's footsteps john's footsteps but it's probably going to do a much better job than either one of them did as the king's queen Mm. in the north and
1: like we said earlier like she doesn't need brienne anymore she's got that support around her
0: yeah i think my personal headcanon again is that the north was allowed to to be independent because they paid like you say the heaviest price for saving everybody and I think that was the whole point of the north, that's why they're so different and honour based and all this because they went up and did the job and paid the biggest price
1: It also helps when you've got a northerner on the throne
0: Well yeah, that's not bad either <laughs> it
1: does kind of help a little bit
0: Maybe Anything else to say about the north or should we let you go? I've
1: got to go see my puppy
0: Oh, are you going to see the puppy and I'll wrap things up
1: But is it not interesting that there aren't any direwolves in the north?
0: Well, they're not supposed. They're all supposed to live above the wall, aren't they? There's yeah. just one left running around the Riverlands. Maybe Nymeria crosses the neck and comes north.
1: Maybe, but it's just interesting there isn't actually one there. Yeah. And now John's taking Ghosty with his one ear. Ghosty. But I need to go get our Ghosty.
0: Go on. Then. Bye. Bye. <laughs> there you have it, everybody. That is Other Faces, Episode 14, Iron Throne, Part Two. Your bumper episode your bonus special episode of what an hour or more of content from myself and lady buckley really good to put out a full episode enjoyable maybe we'll do some more but we do like also the bite-sized format for you let us know what you think whatever you like let us know what you thought of our our takes on our characters and uh the regions and realms let us know if we missed anything tell us who your favorite minor character was all that good stuff we want to hear from you Come back next week, probably early week, midweek maybe. We'll have our arguments episode and we'll have that episode on the last watch. Keep on supporting your fandom in general. There's loads of good stuff out there. People starting to turn to the books. You might know some friends who have been waiting for the end of the series that are now reading the books for the first time. Get involved with it all. Now is the time. The fandom is not going anywhere. I'll let you go. I know you've had a long time, a long day here on the aisle. So goodbye from me and we'll see you next week. Thanks guys.